You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. So Shannon, I don't know if you're at all like me, that, you know, if, if for those of you that are new to Sex and Marriage Radio, um, it's important to note that, you know, Shannon and I do these shows together, but we're not married to each other. We have... We, have we, we are spouses. married, just yes. not to each other. We have our own spouses and own lives. But you know, one of the things I try to do is practice what I preach. And so that entailed me setting up this whole getaway for my wife, Pam. That Ah, because you're the initiator. That's, that's my role, baby. You're the pursuer. And um, Plus, who doesn't like to be surprised with a trip to the Caribbean? I mean, come on. I would yeah. love that. And. So I set this whole thing up, even worked with her boss to get, you know, hey, block out that time so that she doesn't schedule something else. So that way she could just be gone and I'm officially asking time off for her, you know, just kind of working through that whole thing. How get cool the, is that? Get this whole thing set up and the whole scenario is uh, this is for our anniversary trip, which is it was at the end of May. And so my goal was, hey, babe, on this t- this morning, let's just take the kids to school together and and then, I'll, you know, I'll bring you back and you can head to work. And, and instead, we were going to take the kids to school and then we were heading to the airport. And, you know, that was, that was going to be the how I was going to let her know. But I can't keep things secret from her. <laughs> you know, I, I set this whole thing up. and then, You get loose lips. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of this whole I'm so excited because both sides to it. You know, I, I'm sitting there looking at both sides. I know that the surprise is great. You mentioned that once that Greg did that to you of some surprise trip to Austin. That, you know, for the four hours, your fire is just kind of getting going and getting going. Because it's just this whole, what is going on? And that just Anticipation. Is, yeah, and that's just really cool. But there's also <laughs> the side of it is, you know, now that she, you know, when she found out about it, you know, I got two weeks, three weeks leverage, uh, you know, or actually a little bit longer when it was finally came out of here's what's going on. Because then she was all, ooh, I, now she's got something to look forward to. You know, because she knows, you know, that's so it's kind of you can't really lose. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's just me. Can I can I just not keep a secret? No, no, I I totally (laughs) agree that the anticipatory element is absolutely huge. Uh, And it's funny, we're actually planning. uh, We're not just planning. We have planned a trip. We actually leave tonight. Um, But my husband, he searched and searched online for the perfect place and he just couldn't figure out where we wanted to go or what we wanted to do. And so he finally says to me, look, I just really want to empower you. Just book wherever you want to go, wherever you would most enjoy going. I just want to go where you want to go. And I really appreciated him giving me that freedom because a, I've been on the road nonstop. Right. And he was thinking like San Antonio, Corpus Christi. I'm thinking Oh my gosh, six or seven hours in a car, shoot me now. You know, I just, I want to, I even looked at places right here in Tyler, Texas, like a bed and breakfast or something. But then I got to thinking, you know, bed and breakfast is, you know, you worry about who's on the other side of the wall (laughs) in the room next to you and you have to eat according to their schedule. And it's like, nah. So I finally got online, vacation rentals by owner, vrbo.com. I know that place. And I found the swankiest condo ever in downtown Dallas. And I know that's like Dallas, no big deal, but it's like, but swanky Dallas for the purpose of three straight days of just 
you know, hanging out in this cool luxury condo, cooking for ourselves, watching movies, having sex, just having a great three days together. That is what I'm most That's looking awesome. forward to, to doing. And so I, I was the same way. I was like, well, I'm just going to surprise him. But then I thought, no, I want him to see how swanky this apartment is. And I showed him all the pictures. And so for three days, we've both just been, oh, I can't wait to get you in that apartment. You right. Know? See, so you, you can't win. I mean, you win both ways. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I feel better then that it's it's not. It, no, it's I, not I think me. it's a gift that you gave Pam that she can look forward to this like you are. Right. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, and you know, men are microwaves and women are crockpots, so you're giving her time to warm up to what's going to be happening. So. Plus, smart. she's already been warming up. If you know what. I'm, what? Okay. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Pre-trip sex is almost as good. Hey, yes. Yeah, okay, let's just keep moving along. Um, so, Sexy Marriage Radio, we're glad you took some time out to listen to us. Thank you for making us part of your day and your world each each week. If you want to hear more, jump to sexymarriageradio.com. If you want to shout out to us with questions, comments, concerns, anything at all, send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes. We love hearing reviews and comments from people because that helps us climb the chart in the sexuality category. So, all right, here's one of the things we get emails on, Shannon, is this idea of we can open up conversations in marriages that aren't usually taking place, you know, because of this whole, oh, how do I talk to my spouse about this? And how do I, you know, there's actually a comment on iTunes about this says, as I prepare for marriage, this has been incredibly helpful. Shannon and Corey discuss issues that I was not even aware of while discussing the sexual basics of healthy marriage. And that's that's true. I mean, that's that's one of the things I love hearing is, man, you've allowed us to start talking about things. But you yeah. brought up a comment in one of our off-air conversations of what kind of vocabulary do people have and use? Because that is kind of interesting to think about. It totally is. And what I find fascinating is that sometimes I'll have a couple in my coaching office and when I start asking them more detailed questions about their sex life, I notice them kind of humming and hawing and hinting around about, and sometimes I'll just come straight out and ask, what do you call sex? What do you call her vagina? What do you call his penis? What, what, what words do you use? And sometimes they have this deer in the headlights look of, well, I don't call it anything. They don't call it. They don't refer to it as coitus. I don't. The, the medical term of <laughs> or, or what sexual intercourse, intercourse is. <laughs> Would you like to have intercourse now? <laughs> May I insert my penis directly into your vagina? Ooh, that's dirty talk, right that's there. That's hot. Girl. Calm that down. <laughs> so yeah, helping couples develop a sexual vocabulary is very important to helping them communicate right. about their wants, needs, and desires. Right. Do you agree? I, absolutely. And, and one of the things that's so difficult is because when you think about the topic of sex, for the most part, you're thinking, if you're an adult and in a family life, you're thinking of it in the terms of how do I teach my children about it, which there the literature and our recommendation is you use the medical terminology. Mm -hmm. You know, because you want to be straightforward. It's not a TT. It's not a wee wee. It's not a PP. It's not, you know, it's none of yeah, that. If, if you're, if you're using potty talk right. to refer to sexual organs, oh, that's yeah. a big turnoff. Right. 
So yeah, yeah you carry that forward into an adulthood, and yeah, it's going to strike out. But so it is one of those. Okay, you have to be able to then develop your own, and that's tough because if you think about it, how often how how would most couples try to develop this? You think in the moment. Like, oh, I'm going to try this word with her in the middle of sex. Because I do that, and she's like, I can't believe you just said that. We're done. And, <laughs> well, that just <laughs> you know. But, I mean, you're taking a risk. Yep. It could also pay off with big dividends sure. of, oh, my gosh, you've never used that word with me before. That just that, that sent my blood pressure out the roof with right. excitement. You never know until you try. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. But do you think that it's important for couples to have this conversation outside the bedroom first? Yes and no. Uh, it probably depends on the the amount of anxiety around this topic anyway. Yeah. You know, cause, talk, talk to me about where this anxiety comes from. Okay. Because think about how often couples don't have conversations about this. You know, that they don't talk about it. They have sex, but there's no talking involved. You know, there's this whole, hey, you wanna? And that's the uh, that's the extent of the initiation, you know? Yeah, which isn't real sexy in my opinion. Well, it, okay. So you want to do it? But it might work for some people. I mean, I've had couples yeah. that that's the way it happens for them. They're just And they just both kind of know it. But I think what we're talking about is to, ex- to open up the possibilities. You've got to expand your repertoire. You've got to expand your vocabulary. You've got to be willing to... Be more upfront, be more assertive, be more vulgar if if necessary. I mean, it's just, it, and that's kind of this whole, it's going to come down to each person involved. Right. Well, and the reality is I actually read a some sort of report or piece of research on this is that the reason that vulgar talk is actually interpreted in the brain as sexy sometimes when you're in a relationship, obviously where you're safe and and you know that you know it's not violent, it's not intended to be degrading or insulting. That it's just that if you have a special, unique vocabulary that you use with no one but your spouse, right? No one that you would never use that word with a friend, with a parent, with a child, with a church member, whoever. That it's exclusive to your relationship with your spouse that's where the energy comes from. Right. It's not the word itself. It's the exclusivity of the use of the word. Right. right. Which I think is huge. That is. Uh, one time I asked a coaching client to give me a list of words that she found distasteful so that we could discuss those with her husband and a list of words that are okay for now and a list of words that she might be okay with if they were used often enough and she could get accustomed to them. And she wasn't, you know, it's like she wasn't totally disgusted and turned off by them. She wasn't, she just wasn't comfortable yet because they're not familiar in their their vocabulary together. And so I thought that it was a very insightful exercise for her. Um, For example, she had a tendency to want to give their genitals an actual name that she felt more comfortable referring to his penis as Petey. That that was just, she just felt as if, to give him a name, a first name, okay. that, that would give her the freedom to talk about it without it being a proper medical term, but without it being a degrading Petey slang term though. in Petey. her mind. Mm. <laughs> I, I like the name Thor Hulk. <laughs> or Buster. <laughs> first name Buster, last name Cherry. <laughs> Some remember teenagers. <laughs> wow. You know? Did we just go Teenage back to middle school. school for a second? Exactly. Exactly. You do. It's like flashback to junior high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, she, um, 
she told him that she would rather him refer to her genitals uh, in terms of, of like flowery terms of like a rosebud or a tulip yeah. or something like that. So it, it, everybody has their own yeah. language that they're comfortable with. I remember one time this couple just could not come up with a vocabulary term for oral sex. He wanted to perform it. She was beginning to be open to the idea, but mm-hmm. they needed a way to communicate that he wanted to initiate that act to see if she was open. And so we finally came up with, I mean, we tossed out all kinds of words and from the most rank, you know, right. disgusting words that we heard, you know, in elementary and junior high school to the most elusive biblical terms, you know, like her right. garden and that right. or that sort of thing. What we finally landed on that felt comfortable to them both was to refer to her nether region as Tahiti. And that he would say, you know, I haven't been to Tahiti for a while, or I would really enjoy a vacation to Tahiti. And she would know exactly what he's talking about. And she could let him know if she's up for that kind of vacation, if she wants that kind of getaway. Right. That's good. Because then you can like call ahead and book a vacation, you know, make a reservation. (laughs) There you go. With a Mai Tai on the nightstand and the whole nine yards. There you go. Get a little little Bob Marley going, and okay. Now, and what I'm thinking of, because we've, I, I don't, you and I don't think have referred to this, but I know Gina and I in a in a far distant show refer to. Are you familiar with the? There's a several page document that was put out, I think, by the Marriage Bed called "Our Intimate Choices," and I'll I'll link yes. it. I'll link it to this show on on the show page at sexymarriageradio.com. So if you just go to this episode's show, there'll be a link to it there. And you can get the document and just download it and print it. And it kind of it, it's what you're talking about doing with a client, but it, you could do it on your own then, and you don't have to have somebody walking through this with you because it it's really straightforward. And it talks about yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm not. I'm kind of an indifferent. Could be coming around to that, but you know. It's right. Good. And and what are the words that I feel comfortable with using for breasts, for right. genitals, et cetera, et cetera? I remember. Um, I attended a class that Dr. Doug Rosenau taught, who incidentally is going to be one of our guests on an upcoming show. He's going to be talking about sex over 50, um, you know, how to keep those good vibrations going even into your old age. Because, right. you know, you and I have heard from someone that, well, you guys are in your 40s and you don't know a whole lot about when bodies age, right. about the hurdles that you have to overcome. So we're going to have somebody much older who's an expert, a sexpert on the topic to come and talk with us. But I was attending one of his human sexuality workshops in Atlanta, Georgia, and that's where I met this guy named Dr. Michael Seitzma, incredibly insightful sex therapist. He said that one of his clients was uh, that he asked him, you know, how do you initiate? Who usually initiates? And he's, they said, well, it's, it's usually him. And so he asked the question, how do you initiate? And he wasn't sure how to answer the question. So he looks to his wife and says, how does your husband usually initiate with you? And she kind of rolled her eyes and grinned. And she said, well, he plays boob bongo. And he's like, what is boob bongo? And she said, well, he just kind of comes up and starts, uh, you know, patting on my breasts like he's playing the bongos. And so he asks the follow-up question, which is so vital. So does that do anything for you? She said, no, absolutely not. I hate it. But at least I know what he's trying to work up to. (laughs) Okay. And so it's like, okay, it's time for a new repertoire here, folks, that if what you're doing isn't appealing to your partner, you might want to develop a new strategy if you don't want to strike out. Right. 
And that's the idea of just taking a taking a risk, putting something out there and see. I mean, because because if you talk about you know the, you you create this vocabulary that only you and your spouse know, and it's secret, and that's the only place it's shared. But there's also some animalistic kind of things that I, I mean, I, I think of. I, I was reading years ago where. I don't remember where it was even, but it was this. If you if you look at the two differences of, you know, you're talking to your wife and you're and you're this is the stereo of the husband is calling or talking to the wife about I'm interested in having sex tonight, and so it could just be you're having a conversation throughout the day. This could be on the phone or you're in person, but you know, let's say let's play it out where you're in person. You're just like, hey, you interested in having sex tonight? You know, that's that's one way to go, and sometimes that's a good way to start. My counsel to men, for sure, is don't ever phrase something like that as a question. Don't give her the possibility of saying yes or no. <laughs> Set an intention and say what you want. She can always still say no, but when you phrase something as a question, it's really easy to just, nah, I'm not. You know, so, so, so t- tell us how that would sound so that guys really get the picture. Because I can envision a guy really butchering this. A woman, you're going to have sex with no, me tonight. No, no, no. It's, so it's like it's a more caveman this, dragging her by the hair. If you're going to do it just like where it's real kind of subtle or safer, it's just, hey, I'm really interested in having sex with you tonight. And, it, and you just kind of you're, you just put it out there. But here's, here's the other side of that. And this is where I was reading that was just like, oh, wow, I like this. And I could see women that are open to and enjoying sex, really liking this. If you look your wife in the eye and you say, you know, honey, tonight I want to go down on you and then I want to come back up and go tell you, tell me to stop. Yeah, I can't see many women being <laughs> I mean, opposed to that, but, although but, I'm sure there are. Well, yeah, there's some that would be like, oh, no, don't ever. But there's, a, there's another part of us that's just kind of like, wow, that's yeah. kind of a deeper level Okay, I kind of like that. And and that's what we're talking about with this show. Yeah, I think that what women respond to is the taking control and telling me what to do. Just yeah. tell me what to do and I'll do it. Especially for Christian women who really wrestle with that good girls don't thing. Well, if if he's just telling me what to do, I'm supposed to submit to my husband, aren't I? So they can kind of overcome that hurdle of, would this make me a bad girl? No, it would make you a good girl for being submissive. Please don't misinterpret that. I'm not I'm trying to you. spiritually abuse women and say, you need to submit no, to your husband every time you. he wants to have sex. Just that there's a reason why we respond to that initiation. But yeah. I think it goes both ways. I think that when I say to my husband, lay down here on the bed and I'm going to show you a good time, you know, or however I want to word it. Yeah. He's not, it, it does sound much more direct than, would you like for me to, right. you know, do, you know, fill in the blank or whatever. Right. It's just, it's a directive. It's um, not just a suggestion. It's kind of insinuated that it's a command. So he's just giving in. He's just doing what he's told. Right. There is something very sexy about that. And it's not just in women's minds. I think that it's definitely in both men and women's minds. Yeah. This is talking about the idea of, I, I don't know, for me, and this is, let's go out of the sexual arena completely. One of the things I love about working with you, Shannon, is is you have plans for what you do with life. There's not much ambiguity ambiguity there of, oh, I'm not really sure where I'm going to go. And I don't know, you know, it's just going to, no, just this is what, life happen. This is what I'm doing. And that's yeah. who I like being with is the people that they don't need a whole lot from me because they kind of got their act together. Well, that's yeah. definitely who I want to sleep with as far as with my wife. I want a woman 
that, man, I can tell her, here's what I'm looking for. Here's my plan. And she could say, yeah, I'm going to have to make new plans for that one, buddy, because it ain't happening tonight. And I'm like, okay, I got it. And at least you can scratch that off your list. Yep. And so there's, it's, it's shifting from not just kind of hoping, but actually planning and being okay when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to come back to a question that may be still rolling around in people's minds. Do you think that there's anything immoral or unethical or degrading about using really strong language if it's something that lights each other's fire? I don't know. Just, and so as long as they're mutually consenting. Yeah, this this is the uh, this applies to even what you do in sex, doesn't it? That if you're both on board and it's both uplifting to the experience. Mhm. And you're healthy <laughs> with it. Right. I mean, there's some things you could do that just, uh, it's probably not, you know, we've done a show about anal sex in the long past that, yeah, medically speaking, it's not healthy. Right. You're, it's, you're, a, it's a dangerous. Right. It, it's a lot yeah. more risk involved. Right. Couples still do it. Well, okay. That's up to the people that do it. But, right. you know, that's, that's a personal thing. So It's a personal conscience right, matter. Vocabulary is the same thing because... I don't, to me, words are just words. I teach this to my kids. Very true. It, even stuff that is socially acceptable can be meant bad. You know, I can right. say things that are just regular words, but they're intended to be harmful, degrading, disrespectful, and that's a problem. It doesn't matter what it's the intent of it. Right. I think that we get to assign the meaning right. to every word that we use and every context that we use it in. And so, you know, I know that some people automatically think, you know, when they think of really blunt slang terms for sex, the F word automatically comes to mind. Yep. Well, if that word, if it's found to be arousing in both of them, obviously if it's arousing to one, but not to the other, take it out of the repertoire. Right. Doesn't need to happen. Right. But I don't think that they need to feel bad if that particular word or any other really blunt cuss word or slang word if it floats their boat and it helps them communicate what they're trying to communicate with one another and it's, and it gives them exclusivity with that word where they don't use it in that same context with anybody else on the planet, then I say, do what works for you and don't get too hung up on whether or not that's acceptable or okay. If it's okay between you and your spouse, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, because that's and the whole goal of this episode would be, and and largely the whole goal of Sexy Marriage Radio is start having these conversations with the people that that matter, so that way you create something that works for you. Because obviously we can't give you a prescription of okay, five minutes in, you you need to do this and you need to call her this and you need to refer you need to say <laughs> it's time to bring Petey get into out. this position. Yeah, it's time to bring Petey out to play because he wants to visit Tahiti, you know. <laughs> Pedia Tahiti. <laughs> that sounds like a porn movie. Uh, <laughs> like Debbie wanna... Does Dallas. Yeah, let's Petey not even Petey. go down that route. But <laughs> it, but it's just this idea of okay, what works for you, and that's the elegance of marriage. That's the elegance and the the beauty of sex in marriage is you're right. creating this world that only the two of you know about, and right. then you and then you get the beauty of you get to think back on those times. And you get to, oh, I remember that. That was really good. And 
I kind of want to do that again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and those verbal expressions, yes. um, you know, like expressions like, you know, banging each other's lights out or something like that, you know, where it, it's kind of comical, but it definitely communicates a sentiment yeah. that is powerful and arousing and it just piques the interest. Right. Those type of expressions, I think, are very healthy between a couple to communicate their intentionality, their passion, like you said, kind of that animalistic, raw energy that's, right. that courses in all of our veins. Right. If you don't have some animalistic, raw energy coursing somewhere in your veins, you might want to check your pulse. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. it's there. Because this is, there are times, I mean, I'll, I'll just for self disclosure, there's times where I absolutely do not want to make love to Pam. Yeah. There's there's nothing sweet and romantic. I want something more than that. You know, it's right. it's a little more raw, it's a little more and it's Love not cave man. Yeah, and, and it's not <laughs> abusive. It's not a it's aggressive. And that's okay. I mean that's a Assertive. part of us. Now nah, but see I, this and this maybe is future shows because this would take some time to unpack. But yeah. being aggressive in life, there's nothing wrong with it, especially if you're not if you're when not hurting someone. When, when, yeah, when there's no harm involved to everyone else around you. Right. So, but we do have aggression in us. And how do sure. we channel that? Where do we use that? Well, and I think the cool thing about the sexual relationship in marriage is it is the context where we can let out right. that pent-up aggression. You know, you have a really bad day at work. You want to rip all your coworkers' heads off and spit down their neck. You want to use the F word, but in a very different context. <laughs> but you come home and you're in your your spouse's arms and you feel that freedom to just go wild type right. of a thing. I think that that's very healthy. It's like um, it's like the pressure cooker on the stove that you can sometimes kind of have to let this the yep. steam valve, you know, just kind of move it to the side a little bit and let off some steam with each other. I think that can be a very healthy thing. And she's been with the kids all day and they're driving her crazy. But if she can go behind closed doors and let her hair down and just go wild with her husband, then that it satisfies an internal drive that right. is so part and parcel with, with human existence. We, and we just want to give you the freedom for those of you listening. We want to give you the freedom to explore that wilder, passionate side of you without fear or shame or guilt or inhibition, mm -hmm. because this is the relationship where you can explore that. So many people feel as if they have to have some sort of extramarital affair to really uh, venture into that realm. An extramarital affair is so not necessary right. for you to scratch all these deep itches in the human psyche. You can do that in marriage in a very safe and fulfilling way. Have an affair with your spouse. Yes! Yes! I mean, that, that's just it. It's set up this whole scenario of where you're just creating this part of your life that has the risk and adventure. Yeah. So we're not just talking about making love. We're talking about making love last by having an affair with your spouse every single day of your life. Right. That's what keeps things hot and holy and exciting to where an affair kind of pales in comparison. You right. know, you have a really healthy marriage when the idea of an affair enters your mind and you automatically think, that would do nothing for me right. that I don't already have right. in my marriage. Right. If you feel the complete freedom to be as sexual as you want to be, as um, uninhibited as you want to be, as raw as you want to be, and real as you want to be in your marriage relationship, you have got a gift. And it's a gift that we want to help you guys work toward. And we just thank you for listening to these podcasts. Right. Uh, yeah, all, all these podcasts and these archives, this is the whole goal is to help you discover those really passionate levels of intimacy that are so fun to explore. Yep.
And so creating the sexual repertoire as far as your vocabulary, as far as what you do, um, you know, largely just to kind of start to put a bow on this show, it's, it's largely, it comes down to the two of you that are involved. And so the conversations start, they happen either in the moment at dinner. That's a great way to kind of maybe get in the moment. (laughs) If you start talking about it, that will spur some things along. You could pick up some of the different games that covenantspice.com has that, that will bring up some conversation. If you put in the word radio at the, at at checkout, you get 10% off as a sexy marriage radio listener, but it's also just kind of coming up with a way to communicate intention to communicate yes. desire. I mean, one of the examples I think of was from a client I had a long time ago that they had, I can't remember how many little kids, but it was chaos in this house. I mean, they had lots of little ones. <clears throat> I mean, I think it was four. And they were trying to figure out how can you make time for sex? How can you even, so we kind of, we came to this idea of, well, let's just get to where you can make this, the intention or the interest known. Because then maybe it's received, maybe it's not. Because they were just getting tripped up in, it was being pushed off to the end of the day, and by then one or both are tired, and it's like, yeah, it's, that's not happening. I want to just go to sleep. So they, this, and I love this because they came up with this idea of they have it, in their house was a kitchen, which was like in the middle of the house. So it's kind of the middle, middle place. All the traffic came through there. So they put a really nice candle in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Have I have I told you this that? Uh-uh. And so anytime one of them was interested in sex, they would light the candle. Yeah. And then they, when the other one saw it, they'd be like, okay, I know, you know, and so and hopefully of, they would blow it out. Well, and- <laughs> I mean, it was in a vase or something, so it was safe and it smelled good, you know, so it was kind of okay. decorative. Okay. The kids had no clue between okay. the two of them. It was just a secret thing. And, you know, I use this story in, in talking about how even when we don't talk, we still communicate because one time they talked about, well, yeah, I went over and was lighting it. And as soon as I did, she came right along behind and blew it out. And I knew immediately that ain't happening tonight then, you know. <laughs> so, but it was just this idea. It they, wasn't the kind of blow he had in mind, was it? <laughs> exactly. But it's one of those, it, it allowed them a framework to start having some more intentionality in that area of their life. Right. And and think of how often we don't have that as couples, that right. that we get so caught up in schedule, we get so caught up in other things, and then we look back and go, wow, why have we not had sex in a long time? Or why have we not gone on a date in a long time? Well, we're talking about ways you can start to have these conversations to maybe bring it about more. Right. And so oftentimes husbands just assume that if I start making my move, if I start putting my hand on her knee and then on her thigh, that she'll you know just be like butter and melt. Well, no, women are aroused by what they hear. Right. They are auditorily stimulated. Men are visually stimulated. Women are auditorily stimulated. So you're going to have to develop a sexual vocabulary. Think of your marriage as a blank Hallmark card. When you buy a blank card, you don't just sign your name and hand it to them. You have to write something. You have to express some sort of sentiment from your heart. Uh, you know, I, I can think of how many times that I would start out. Words cannot express how much I did. <laughs> well, actually, words are the only thing we do have right. to express our intentionality, our commitment, our passion, our interest, our arousal for our spouse. So find a vocabulary. Sit down and 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 just create some index cards. For one for penis, one for vagina, one for intercourse, one for oral sex, whatever you need, and make a list yep. of the words that work for you and the words that don't, and have it be like the MasterCard symbol. You know, two two circles that overlap. There's going to be lots of words that work right. for him that don't work for her, and vice versa. 
but look for the words that you both feel good about and use that. That's that, a that's great, vocabulary that's a right great way to think of it is the, the MasterCard symbol because you're going to have things that overlap. Yep. And then to, even with those things that don't overlap, those things that are close, well, that's a way you can both grow. And you can get a little more comfortable and kind of branch out and, ooh, let's try that one out. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't sprung that one on her or him in the middle of it, so I'm going to – five minutes in I'm doing it you know and you kind of get a plan and maybe it's not that meticulous but it is this idea of okay step out there try something and see what happens because you may be very very surprised with the results absolutely well this has been Sexy Marriage Radio Uh, once again thank you for taking some time out to listen to us and wherever you are whatever you're doing I hope it leads to some fantastic sex maybe not tonight but tomorrow keep hoping keep trying step up to the plate there you go. Never happens. give up. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you got something you want to give us as a shout-out or a question, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We love hearing from you. And with that, we say goodbye. We'll see you next time. We are out of here. <laughs>